following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Oh, I didn't know we were doing a fun song. Oh, sorry. Man, we're not really gonna do a fun song. That was just me. That was just being me. I mean, like it, like jock jams. Do we need to play that? Talk about the jams. You remember the Bulls, like yes, intro, like everybody in. My mom introduced that to my kid the other day because he was just kind of just just not ready for his game, kind of dragging, and now he's like, "Mom, can I listen to that pump up music?" Like, okay. We, uh, a couple pastor friends of mine and I were talking the other day about having walk up music. Oh, uh, that was amazing. <laughs> like, all the baseball players have that. If you go to like Major mm-hmm. League Baseball, they have Everybody like gets their, own, their song. own song. Yeah. yeah. What would your song be? Oh, well, so what's funny is um, we realized that some pastors do because oh. they play their intro to the series before they come up and preach oh, as a okay. transition. So yeah. there's like a lot of churches that yeah. like, you know, we'll play that or whatever. Uh-huh. So, so like, they kind of have it. They kind of have it, yeah. <laughs> like, but I like, can't do that. I in wanna... my head, I think like Rocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you said, the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, with the Bulls. Uh, I don't know. Like, can you imagine that? Like children's ministry, <laughs> youth ministry? <laughs> like, you just coming out full throttle? I mean, the kids would be all for it. The teenagers would look at me and be like, mm-hmm. you have problems. <laughs> so, uh, I was actually looking forward to that um, last, last Sunday, for those of you that don't know. Uh, we... They called it um, flip flop Sunday. Yeah, which I thought was really like a good play. On that words. was a, that was a great play on words. Yeah. So um, uh, my friend Josh, who is a pastor of Wallace mm-hmm. Community Bible Church in Wallace, and I flipped churches. Yes. So I went there, and he went um, here, mm-hmm. and uh, he did a fantastic job. Just listening yeah. to him this morning. Yeah. He did really really great. We are polar opposites. Yeah. Uh, great friends, but we um, he was. He was doing um, uh, the the editing to the video that we played on Sunday, Saturday night, like eight o'clock at night. Oh, that's how I roll. Oh. I think him and I would be great together. I was not. Okay. Or we get nothing accomplished because yeah. we both are last minute. I was not okay. <laughs> like I was like, "What are you doing?" And then I told his church the next day. I said, "Let me tell you how like different you, your right. pastor, and I are." Because he was like that. Well, whatever. So. Um, he told me, he said, before you get up and preach on Sunday, there will be a bumper. They call it bumpers. Right, right. You know? A lot of places do that. Yeah. Yep. So, like, this is your, like, 10-second bumper. Mm-hmm. And um, the first, so they have two services. We only have one. Yep. And so the first service. Oh, so you had to preach twice. Twice, yeah. He definitely got the better end of that deal. I don't know, man. Like, I, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So, uh, so the first one, I went up because we had, like, this, this super fun, like, Father's Day mm-hmm. video. Yeah. And I just went up during the end of the video, and I think their their sound guy was just like, whatever. Uh, you yeah. know, like, he's not he's not going to uh, come up, or, or we're not going to play this, or whatnot. Yeah. And then I remembered it in second service, so I stayed in my seat, and they didn't play it. <laughs> Oops. It was huge pause. Uh, <laughs> so everybody's watching me, like, walk up the stage, or whatever uh. the case is, but... Um, but yeah, some guys have. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of I would like... say it's very common, and even in youth ministry, or even in mm-hmm. children's ministry, every curriculum I buy has bumper videos to mm-hmm. kind of intro, and like, yeah. hello, we're getting ready to start now. Yeah, yeah, so, so super fun. What was your other question? 
you had like you I said don't know. something. Oh, I wish we could go back and hit the rewind. Yeah. Because you said something about like oh, I don't even know something about it was a question in regards to because I was talking about like walk up music or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? Switching churches or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Good times. It was. Good Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was really good. It threw my whole rhythm off. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, different. Oh, you said, that's it. You said, uh, two services. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two services. So, I, um, outside the fact that it, it, it felt like I was living in deja vu. Mm-hmm. Like. Yep. Because every, every, they do like click tracks, so they keep like, yeah, there's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a track that runs underneath yep. like their worship. And yeah, stuff yeah, like that. a lot so, of churches do that. Yeah, it's a little bit more rigid. Like, I'm not a huge fan of it. I like that we can kind of come back and like, mm-hmm. Bethany and I were talking about it because she was there, so she was talking about like, it's it's good, but at the same time, you can't, as a musician, play with your music at all. Right, you're very, you're very stuck with this is what we've decided. Mm-hmm. So for churches that maybe don't have the caliber of Bethany, mm-hmm. that's probably helpful yeah. at times yeah and their worship team was was relatively young you know mm-hmm. um and so the uh but i got done with first service and i was like super excited because i was like i gave them a shot yeah that's yeah. true that's true like oh. i took some stuff out like uh-huh. i put some stuff in and um so at, at, at here at community um which i realized we, we, do you realize that we call our church community a lot like we have shrunk it down I usually just say CGC. I'm like way lazy. You get three letters. That's all you get from me. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, I don't got time to say all the syllables. That's so many words. Too I many say syllables. That. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, at CGC, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I just did it. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, I do announcements. Yeah. So it's kind of like a. That's like the. Um, it kind of like knocks some rust off. You right. Know, gets you like up in yeah, front it gets of people. Yeah. Gets you kind of moving yep. and. Um, and I realized, like, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And so... Was that nice or different? Man, I don't know. Because you did really good with announcements. No. Like, you were a little long. That was it. You had a thousand announcements. Sometimes. Uh, like, that's when, like, people, like, give me, like, a paragraph of stuff. I'm like, yeah. this has to come down. Yeah. I was like, crap, I'm still talking, but mm-hmm. I can't leave someone's stuff out. And then I got handed the pie thing, and yeah. I was all out of sorts. And I was like, I just want to be done talking. It's amazing how fast, like, time goes when yeah. you get there, too. So. Like people don't understand that. Like it's 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 a one sentence thing. Like yeah. women's ministries meeting tonight at seven yeah. o'clock. It was you know, not my jam. I love kids and youth. That whole adult good, stuff. Mm. I thought it was good. We we got through. Anyway, do I like to announce? No, like I I don't. But I like that it, it knocks the rest off. So first service, long story short, first service like knocked the rest off. No, okay, so yeah, it was, it was good. But um, it it was like it was like a homesick feeling. Yeah. Like, you and I talked a, a little, little bit. bit about this, you know, and um, it kind of goes into, like, habits and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I have a routine on Sunday. Yeah. I don't know if you have one. Yes, but I have three children, and Matt does not <laughs> so, get up early, so sometimes my routine goes... <laughs> so it gets shifted around it a little does. bit. But I do, yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, like, for instance, mm-hmm. I when I would get to church, this is how I would get ready for the day, and when Bethany shifted our meeting mm-hmm. from the end of, like, right before... People probably, don't know that. people probably don't know. Yeah, that. they don't know. We meet every right. we meet every week as a like the worship team and the kind of the staff and just this is how we're gonna this is what the service out like mm-hmm. layout looks like. And everybody's we, in there. Everyone like, is who has something to do with the service. Yeah, and then we always end with prayer and singing, and it's mm-hmm. amazing, it's phenomenal, and yeah. I love it. But she moved it from the end, like right before nine o'clock, to the very beginning, and it threw me. Uh, so I'm like, yeah. "That's not my routine." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you're like sliding her a copy of Atomic Habits. I, like, yeah, hey. I'm like, 
this did not work for me. I'm going to... You need to... to <laughs> she would be like sliding it back and said, no. adjust your habits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Point. No, it threw me off though because yeah. um, we... Uh, which, which you can, like you get out of routine or rhythm mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, but... One, I felt like I was constantly going the wrong direction. Oh, okay. Like, do you feel like that when you're on vacation? Like, yeah. when you're driving and you're going to, like, you know something's happening yeah. that you, you're normally a part of, and then all of a sudden it's Yeah. Like, I'm going to miss two weeks in a row here for you. Yeah. I don't even know. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't it's, like it. It's going to be bad. And it's going to feel like something's missing, even though we're still going to be mm-hmm. having church, like, stuff. So, yeah. But it's not my church. Well, and then, then like, my like family. being with people, like, I love to guess, like, preach. Like, mm-hmm. that's, if you, I'm working really hard, like, habit-wise, everything needs to come, we just were at a conference uh, last Wednesday, and they said, everything in ministry, in regards to, like, pastoral ministry, mm-hmm. needs to fall underneath, or be submissive to the sermon. Mm. Like, that's your primary yeah. goal, is to preach yeah. and teach your flock, you know, or whatever the case is. And that, so, um... Just working like on that and through that, and uh, like I understand. So when people are like, "Hey, would you come preach or teach?" like that, that means mm-hmm. the world to me. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, I don't know people, right? Like, so mm-hmm. when you walk into like a new new spot, yeah, I was like, man, this is what a first timer feels yeah. like. Yeah. So it was like really eye opening uh, in that, but at the same time, I thought to myself like, I miss even yeah. even our like, I don't want to call them crazy. You know, like Eccentric. intricate. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Uh, e- even those people, like, yeah, they're still family. You yeah. know, they're still very much like. Uh, I see them on a weekly basis. Well, and when even when they're not there, I feel like wait, my ru- my routine's off because I have like it's almost a habit of I know I'm gonna have a conversation with them every single week because yeah. they're gonna come up and talk to me and. Yeah, and then I started doing um like. Who are you in this church? You know how like we have like mm, our people, yeah, and our people all have like differences. I'm like, yeah. I wonder because they'll talk yeah. to you or whatever, and I'm like, oh, who are you? Yeah, like are you that guy or no, not so much. Yeah, whatever. but super homesick. Yeah, like super homesick, just to the extent where it was like, man, like I don't understand how people don't have a church family. No, like that's I um, remember after Matt and I got married and we were kind of. We were going to his, the church he grew up in, which was really hard because we were not adults. We weren't viewed as adults there. You're yeah, still viewed yeah. as a kid. He was because he'd grown up there. And we just floundered for a long time. And you're missing so much. And we both felt it. Like, we're, mm. we're missing a home. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know how you're not. It's. And it takes time, right? Like, oh. it takes a lot of time. Like, I was there, we've had conversations with people, um, lots of people actually, who have come this past year to Mm -hmm. Community Gospel trying to find like a church, and I've told every one of them, I'm like, I don't envy you at all. It's really hard to find a church. Looking for a church is terribly hard. And I love like our brothers and sisters in the EFCA, Mm -hmm. I love that we're a part of such a great denomination, like that is near and dear to me, but at the end of the day, I would go here. Mm-hmm. Like I told somebody this the other day, I was like, I would go to church here, yeah, um, and I would not have any reservations with telling somebody that, right? Like, just the way we do things and how we do things, and and um, I think Bethany's top notch. I think yeah. you're top notch. You know, you you sent me a text message. You're like, you know, or because I watched that, yeah. you're like the B team. You're like, ah, the B team's doing an announcement. I'm like, no, man, you're the no. A team. Like, you gotta know, like you guys. Felt are like the we A-team. were the B team. No way, no way. That's okay. The B team can come out and perform. Sometimes. Yeah, they're good. Put like. Us in, put coach i was but i was like almost like crushed i was like oh jessica you're not the b team you're the a team hey and 
I feel that in my in my area. But I just put the A team in a completely different spot. Yeah, the A team <laughs> went from like point guard to like the very, whatever. You the want top. me to dunk? What? I don't dunk. <laughs> like, this is not my. This is not my role. I'm back here making threes. Right. Like I can't go down there. There's a lot of tall people down there. Yep. I'm gonna get pummeled. <laughs> so. Oh, that's funny. Anyway. It is though. It's hard to find a church home and um hi. I will always say it. You gotta serve to mm-hmm. get plugged in. Yeah. Um, well, and you got to get uncomfortable too. Yeah, which I think sometimes jumping in and serving is mm-hmm. so uncomfortable when you don't know people. Yeah, and um, ask really good questions. Yeah, and try. Yeah, look for a variety of people mm-hmm. to ask those questions from. Yeah, I just feel for like introverted people looking for church. Yeah, I don't know. I'm so extroverted that. Oh, uh, that that's just so hard, yeah. you know, like because it, it 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 does. Like even even like little things. I think every church has greeters and stuff like yeah. that, you know, like, but those things too like, can be so like, uh oh, you know, to like yeah. an introvert, it's like, absolutely, oh, shake your hand, I, you know, like I, you have a back door. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just people at every door. Is there another entrance yeah. I can use? I wonder if that's why people use a gym sometimes to come through. I would doubt <laughs> it, man. Like, we need to have like I, an introvert, like yeah. somebody just sitting there with like their head down yeah. and like headphones on, they see you and they're like, you know, just, give a head nod and that's about it. <laughs> That's You're acknowledged, you but you don't have to talk to me. Anyway, long story short, it was a good week. Yeah, um, yeah so we uh, just just bringing that up because like we have been talking through this book, this Atomic Habits mm-hmm. book, and it was super funny because on Sunday I was like, not only is my habits getting messed up, yeah. but like other people's yeah. as well. And I think you need to shake them. Like I really do. I think you need to do that from time to time. I think you need to come outside your comfort mm-hmm. zone and really just like, okay, this will make you... When we first started, like, that whole conversation, I was like, man, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, I'm not yeah. sure. Like, it sounds like you, you know, wanted to uh, take over my church. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get that feel from you. No, it's, and it's not at all. But it's it's one of those things right. where it's like, okay, this is good. Well, and like, in that instance or in instances like this, when you're shaking it up, you're releasing control. And right. sometimes I think that's why it's hard to move out of our habits that we've established because we're moving into the uncontrollable and that's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, um, it's, it's just one of those things. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, it's just one of those things that I, I think is good. And I think it's good to put people in different spots. And I think, I think you need to mm-hmm. just kind of understand that. Okay. So we are in, cause if you paid attention to our podcast, um, we always walk through a chapter of a book. Um, and we've been walking through, uh, Atomic Habits right. by James Clear. Yep. And um, he moves into uh, essentially what he calls the law of least effort. Mm-hmm. So we're in chapter 12, if you yep. follow along in the book or whatever the case is. Full disclaimer, James isn't professed Christian. Right. And it's okay to look at that as long as you're viewing things through the lens of Scripture. Right. Um, so, you know, we, we need to understand that. But um, how would you, I, I know how I would, but how would you define the law of least effort? Yeah, um... Well, he just kind of says it's people are hardwired to be lazy mm-hmm. is basically his, his preface. Yeah. And so um, because we are hardwired to be lazy, you're going to do the thing that is the easiest. Right. So his whole push this chapter was make your habits super easy mm-hmm. because if you don't, you won't really accomplish them. So let's unpack that. Do you believe that that's true? Do you believe that people are genuinely lazy? I don't know. I wrestled a little with this chapter because <laughs> I'm like, I am such a like list checker, get stuff done personality. Right. Um, 
But it is hard to tackle the hard things. Mm-hmm. Like if there is something big mounting and I know I've got to go, I've got to accomplish that, like that first step is hard. Mm-hmm. But once the step is taken, and I think that might even be the next chapter a little bit, um, it is like you're moving, mm-hmm. like the momentum's going. Sure. So I don't know. I, but then I think that goes so countercultural to what... Um, like what the Bible talks about of working with excellence and working as unto the Lord. And so maybe, yeah, maybe our flesh mm-hmm. is lazy, yeah. but as we're maturing and growing in our faith, we should be striving to do things with excellence. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know your thoughts go. <laughs> you almost never push it back on me. I'm like, okay, you're still thinking, um, are people naturally lazy yes absolutely 100 percent. i think it's it's in our nature to do the easy thing to take the easy route Mm -hmm. now i think we either reject that for multiple reasons like i think either like in the adult world you're wanting your uh even in the kid world i guess you want the approval of your mom and dad Mm -hmm. you want the approval of other people right so i think sometimes our i think about that all the time i'm like would you do this if nobody else was around right and if the answer is no then um then why are you doing it? Right. You know what I mean? And and so we have to kind of understand that. I had a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day because he find, he found out I work, I work out alone. And he's like, I couldn't do that. I need people around me to motivate mm-hmm. me. I was like, yeah, but if I have people around me, I was like, they don't motivate me. I just want to be better than they are. Mm. You know, and so now my, my drive is selfish. Yeah. And I said, and in competition floor, that's not, that's not a bad thing. Right. Because on the competition floor, you are striving to be the best. You right. want to be the best. Everybody knows that and we can compete the same way. But when you're like, just, this is like my day in and day out, like, I, I can't have that, you know, kind of over that. So my motive would be off. Right. So I think people, I, but then in the same breath, like some people, um, they would, they, they need that. Yeah. And, and they need that other people around for motivation. And I, I think the motivation is not a selfish thing. So that's, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Um, but I just know naturally I think people would take mm-hmm. the easy the route, easy route. Yeah. If, if you come to the core of yeah. yourself. Yeah. But, um, but do you think yeah. that's okay? Like, should we be content to stay there? I mean, yeah, I think maybe our flesh says we want the easy route, but mm-hmm. is that something we should be striving to overcome or is it okay to say, yeah, I, I want the easy route. So let's make everything easy. So I'm 38. I'll be 39. Here You're quick. so old. Right. And like I understand very soon. I, I understand. Like I have gray hair. Like I get it. I'm I'm yeah. aging here. Like <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not that old. I thought you were gonna say I was young, and you just totally went like you're old. Like well, no, I mean I turned uh, 39 in like three months. Yeah, ago. you're right there with me. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, should I? I, I should feel old. Up. It's all good. Um, <laughs> like in the last ten years. And, and I know that's that's not mm-hmm. like, I mean, we're talking 28 to 38, yeah. right? I think, um, and maybe I could I could shrink it down a little bit, five years. And mm-hmm. maybe you can jump in on this too. I think I am just now starting to understand what it means to do all things for the glory of God. Mm. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm starting to get a glimpse of what it looks like. I think I've been battling with my flesh for so long that now I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like that. Now, if you've walked with Jesus mm-hmm. since you were like five, mm-hmm. which you have, mm-hmm. you know, and my wife's in that category. I mean, do you feel like you got it sooner? Yeah, a little bit. Um, not that I did it well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I am such a determined person that the hard doesn't always 
scare me mm. or stop me because mm-hmm. I'm just someone, whether it's because of things that I've had to overcome when I was younger or right. whether it is just because my parents instilled in us that hard work ethic mm-hmm. because we are doing it unto the Lord, that a little bit, yeah, it's just something that's always been ingrained in me. It's something that I, you know, hey, you're going to go out to play ball for the Lord tonight, Jordan. You know, right. that's what I'm telling my oldest son. Or And that that doesn't mean you're going to be the best on the field, but that means you're going to have the attitude that reflects Jesus in everything that you do. So mm-hmm. I don't know, um, maybe a little bit, but right. it's not like I still definitely like to be lazy. And I feel like that's, I feel like it's a wrestle, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I should ever be content in that easy. Like, I don't know. But to be fair, I'm learning that laziness is, this does not mean sitting. Uh, true. Like very so, true. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Like there are some times where you need to be still. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we hundred percent, we, we should probably define lazy because lazy. I think for the the longest time was looked at as procrastinating. Yeah. No. And sitting around and being slothful, whatever yeah. the case is. There are times when, like the other day, I I legitimately sat down for mm-hmm. a half hour and I didn't do anything. Yeah. I stared at birds. Right. <laughs> you know, I drank a cup of coffee. And that's not being lazy. Mm-hmm. That's being proactive with your time. So I, I, I think it's there, but I think you have to evaluate the motive right. of why we're doing this. Because I think you can be busy and lazy 100%. because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Um, and we're kind of rabbit trailing a little bit, right. but I, I, I want to make sure that uh, James says, he says, we're, we're, we're motivated to do what's easy. Mm-hmm. And I think. Yes, but sometimes, and this is going to sound so contradicting, the easy way is the hard way. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus is, Jesus says this, right? Like, he says, um, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I'll mm-hmm. give you rest. And Jesus says, I'll walk with you, we're, we're going to do this thing, you know, whatever the case is, and um, we walk down this road. And, and really, to follow Jesus is, is at the core, it's easy. right. Here's the problem. You let the manifestations of the flesh and the right. influences of the world get in the way. Yeah. So we just welcome things in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and we don't enjoy the process. Right. And maybe that's it. I think as I've gotten older, I've learned to enjoy that process of hard. And mm-hmm. I've learned to I've learned to learn in the hard so I'm not as quick to shy away and just take the easy road. Yeah, um, yeah. And I appreciate that more. Like I have learned to just... I write it in my journal almost every day. I write, enjoy the process, whether mm-hmm. that's good or bad. Yeah. Like whether it's hard or easy, whether it's whatever, if, if you're dying in a workout or you're struggling to get through a sermon or mm-hmm. or maybe it's just you're walking with your wife, you know, like good times, bad times, like it. you just have to enjoy being in yeah. that moment. And I think if you can change your perspective a little bit, I think you'll find out that it, it's easy to do that, but it's hard to stay in that. Right. And so I, I think the problem with him, like with James, when I say him, is he never di- differentiated between lazy and easy. Right. He put those two in the same he category. Did. And I'm like, sometimes though the hard way is easy, mm-hmm. If you, but, but what's hard about it is consistency. Yeah. Well, and they say, you know, the road, the road is narrow. And Mm -hmm. so you've got the world, you've got the flesh all pushing at you to not, to not walk that path. Yet things are always easier when we're walking with Jesus, Mm -hmm. even when they're hard. And, but that's, that's so countercultural to what we think and what, what we're told from the outside that, yeah, it's just, it goes against what the world has ingrained in us. I was talking to a lady the other day and she said, um, 
She said, I can't imagine, and I was, I was with her 100%, I can't imagine not having a church family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And I thought about it, and I was like, uh, but it's really hard, like kind of mm-hmm. what we were just saying, to get a church family. Yeah. Like you have to get plugged in, and you have to start to meet people, yeah. and you go through this messiness thing. But in reality, it, it really is mm-hmm. easy. You, you shake a couple of people's hands, you, you know, hey, who are you? What are you all about? The problem is sin comes in and it busts everything up. Right. And it makes, it makes things complicated right. and complex. But if we keep at the core what is to be at the core, I think it's, it's not, I don't know. I just, I wish, like I said, I wish you would have differentiated between easy mm-hmm. and lazy. Yeah. Because don't get me wrong. There are some things in this world that are super tough. Yeah, like, absolutely. That are hard, but... Well, there are some goals that you look at and go, where I am now and that goal mm-hmm. seems so far away. Right. And so I think, like, the preface of, so make it easy. Make mm-hmm. the first step an easy step. Right. Make, take, out the, take out the resistance. Take mm-hmm. out the things that, like, stop looking at this big mountain and look at the next step in front of you. Yeah. And look at the next step in front of you. And if you can break it down into that then I think you're taking those steps forward and eventually you get to the top of the mountain and you go, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Because it was, your focus was just on that one, that next step and that next step. And yeah. that made it, that made that road easier for you. So you, you know who Ewan McGregor is? Yes. Uh, of course you do, because you're a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't forget. Um, yeah, so I don't know, like in 2000 and I think it was four him and his buddy rode from London, England to New York City on motorcycles. Like, how did they do that? Do the math. Like, um, they hopped a plane to go from like Russia to Alaska. Okay, I was like, um, so, there's an ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> like you can't do that. Um, I'm gonna need some clarification here. <laughs> so, just finished it up. It was. It, it's. That's crazy. Now, precursor. They they're not the you know. Um, uh, their their language is not the the easiest to swallow sometimes yeah. for the most part it's it's pretty fair but um for the most part but anyway they were at the end of the um they're getting to like New York you know and so they I think they did it in like a hundred and some odd days like let's just okay. say thirty or something yeah. like that um and his buddy looks at him and he says it's amazing he says a hundred days ago you know we've been riding our motorcycles for a hundred days mm-hmm. and I mean through the craziest stuff yeah. you can ever imagine. And, um, and they're super great cyclists. Like they know what they're doing. So anyway, not cyclists, a motorcycle ride. Right. Um, but, uh, one, one thing that just caught me was he looks at him and he says, we just kept going. Like we just kept moving forward. And it was almost like in that moment he looked at him and he, and and they, he had forgotten it was hard. Yeah. And it was just like, that was really not that bad. Mm -hmm. It was pretty, there was some steps there that. Mm, it's pretty sketchy, you know, like yeah. life could have been altered in a major way, like accidents or whatever the case is. But he's like, we just kind of kept moving forward and taking space. And at the end of the day, like, I think if you would talk to him, they'd be like, hey, it wasn't really as bad mm-hmm. as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And I think there's some stuff in life that is, is super bad, you know, yes. like prisoners of war and, mm-hmm. you know, some of that stuff. But, but Man, I, we're talking about small things. We're talking about habits here. We're talking right. about consistency. And, and I think we look at people who are super disciplined and we think you got there yesterday, you know, like today. It took a no. long time. Yeah, it's a long process of creating that habit and 
changing it and tweaking it. And mm-hmm. again, I, and I don't disagree with you continue to make it easier. You continue to figure out, okay, this is my goal. That goal seems insurmountable, but what is the easy first step to take? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he says, it, he says, look at any behavior that fills up uh, much of your life and you'll see that it can perform, be performed with very low levels of motivation. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it really can. Like, it's not that bad. Like, this is not that hard. I, I talk to people about this all the time when they're reading their Bible. They're like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can read my Bible. And I'm like, it's, it's not that hard. What's hard is you're letting everything else yeah. come in. And we, we preach Proverbs 4 uh, on Sunday. What's hard is you have let the world infiltrate. Yeah. And now the hard thing is getting rid of these influences mm-hmm. that have crept into your system. Right. You know, or whatever the case. So, um... Yeah, and then I, I was I was kind of in your boat because I started disagreeing with him. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But some of it's good. Like he talks about that uh, that Japanese company in there, and I'm like, was that like this two second lean book? It you is. Made it, well, it's a uh, similar. It's it's it, it, yeah, yeah on the same level. the same level. So like I agree, little tiny improvements mm-hmm. make big changes over time. Everything adds up. So I thought so. There was some of the stuff in there that was absolutely I agree with, and others I'm like. Eh. But, so, going back to my comment, like, I've just started to learn what it means to do all things for the glory of God. Because he said, every habit is just an obstacle to getting what you really want. Yeah. And I was like, I yeah. have learned that my habits, I have changed. So, it's what God really wants. Right. And I said this on Sunday, and I had a buddy of mine who came up to me. He's like, I really appreciated what you said. And it totally, just from the Lord, he said... Um, uh, what I said was, I said, it's not what I wanted to do. It's what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about in the context of marriage, right? right? Like, so if you really love your spouse, you will seek his or her best. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you seek their best, it's not going to be what you want to do. Right. It just needs what it, it, it has. To, it needs to be done. Yeah. And I said, so, um, yeah, so it's, that's where I think that per- perception has changed. Whereas it's not, this is not what I mm-hmm. want. This is what God wants and he desires. And he said, and there I think the verse comes in, take, take my, um, I, I messed it up. Um, <laughs> put your burdens on me for my, right. my yoke is easy. Yeah. Right. Right. So if his yoke is easy, then in time I'll discipline myself mm-hmm. to where this, this feels like second nature. Right. You agree? Disagree? Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with that. I think. Um, again, I mean, we've said it, it's, it's so countercultural to what the world says. I'm, I'm teaching through the Beatitudes right now with the students and the whole thing is so countercultural, mm-hmm. you know, blessed are those who mourn and, um, blessed are the poor in spirit. That's not, that mm-hmm. doesn't line up with what the world says. And I don't yeah. think this lines up with the world says, you know, in the sense of it seems so hard to even like take that step to follow Jesus, to read your Bible, to live, to for my marriage to be the wife and the spouse that honors God above my wants, mm-hmm. even when my spouse is driving me crazy. You know, yeah. those, it seems impossible, yet when I do, when I'm obedient, it, the blessing comes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen that, and Matt and I have had rough patches in our marriage when we were younger, and I remember Just going... Just when you were younger. Never. Never. No, we have a perfect marriage now. Sweet. It's awesome. We'll Good. probably fight tonight now that I said yeah, that. Yeah, right? like stupid. 
Every time I preach on no. marriage, Bethany's like, I'm just gonna stop. stop. I'm gonna go visit my mom or something. Yeah, it'll like, be bad. Yeah. No, but like some really rough, like going. I'm not sure I like you. They like mm-hmm. you know, but I love you and we made a commitment and I'm going to honor you because, mm-hmm. and I remember having to switch that mentality of, but he's not doing, oh, wait, wait, God doesn't care. What, I mean, he does care what he's doing, but I'm accountable for me. Right. And so it seems so hard. Like I'm just going to be consistent in my obedience to how God desires me to love him. Mm-hmm. And then I watched our marriage completely turn around. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it's not always easy. We fight and sure. we don't always get along. Bigger. Yeah. I, I don't feel like older, fight. I can't think of the last, like, Knockdown drag out fight we've had. Yeah, we're I like really... nip. We're like little kittens. Yeah. Just don't just, like people. Just pick at each other a little bit. Well, like mosquitoes. Yeah. <laughs> like kind of just swat around. <laughs> but yeah, I think again that's countercultural though, mm-hmm. and I think that's the idea is what seems hard really can be easy when we're our desires are aligning with God's desires. Yeah. No, I I I mean. That's where I think it's so hard to read a book like Atomic Habits through the lens of scripture. Because mm-hmm. it's like, man, you're so close. Yeah. You're so close, buddy. Like he even says, how can we design a world where it's easy to do what's right? And I'm like, follow God's word. Right. Like, um, the Bible has this set up pretty well for us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you want to design a world yeah. where it's super easy uh, to do the right thing, it's I think there's more in the Bible that's black and white than gray. I mean, and I think even the gray issues, the more you put the Bible in context, they become black and white. Right. So it's like, uh, I would say there's, there's less gray than what people like to think there is. How come? Because we bring our baggage in from the world. Mm. I think we bring our wants and the way we want to perceive it in Mm -hmm. as we're reading. And, um, I want it to say this, so I'm going to make it gray, so there is a chance that it might say this. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I love how Paul closes Galatians 5. Uh, he says, um, it might be 4, uh, but essentially he says, if you really want to stop like the manifestations of, this, of the flesh, it's 5. Um, he says, serve other people. Yeah. And he's like, and if you serve other people, you can't focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can't focus on yourself, then the flesh doesn't win. Right. And I'm like... That's genius. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's oh, biblical. That's inspired by God. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. So the question is, how do you redesign your life so the actions that matter more are also the actions that are easiest to do? Okay, one more time so I can think. I just stole a quote. Like okay. That's all I did. Because he, he makes a statement. I made yeah. a question. How can you as a believer redesign your life so the actions that matter most are also the actions that are easiest to do? Uh, I think you have to, I think you have to fix your eyes on what's important and that's eternity. Mm-hmm. So as you begin First to, Peter. yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So as you begin to focus on eternity and the eternal, um, as you begin to read and follow and know and love and meditate on God's word, it, he changes my desires to his desires. Mm-hmm. Um, says it in Psalms and I won't quote it cause I'll mess it up now, but it, yeah, basically like, it's a Jessica um, paraphrase. It is. I have so many of those because I've memorized things in so many different versions. <laughs> John three sixteen is like a combination. Of yeah, like we get put some different. these in now yeah. and there, and I'm like that. That wasn't. That wasn't. I don't know what version that was, yeah. but yeah, like delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your right, heart. Right. And it's not the desires of my heart; it's the desires of His heart. So I think that's what it is: delighting yourself in Him, and you begin to see that the hard road is really easy. Yeah. Well, 
I think you have to, it sounds like you have to figure out what are the actions that matter the most. Yeah. Like, and this is a perspective change. Huge. Huge. We, uh, this guy on Sunday came up to me and, um, super funny side night. You'll get a kick out of this. So I carry a backpack with me everywhere. Mm -hmm. Rode my motorcycle to the church. You didn't Uh, ride with Bethany? She, so weird. Um, Freeman had fireworks. They did. Um, it was really late. Saturday night, yep. <laughs> so people were at her house till midnight. Yeah. And um, so she comes in the house after everybody had kind of exited, and she's like, hey, I have an epiphany. And I'm like, uh-oh, um, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and she said, um, Wawa C has two services. Oh, so did they go to the second one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you I want to go to I would one. have loved a second service on Sunday after fireworks. Because we did them at our house, and then I had a oh, ton of people yeah. randomly show up. Yeah. So we were like the party house that we were supposed to be at your house. We got home late. <laughs> and then I had like teens texting me, can we come, come watch from your house? Yeah. I was like, well, I guess we're here. So we were in the same boat. and She was going to come yeah. at 9 because we had Father's Day plans. And then she was going to come home, not go to second service, right. and then come, um, or whatever, uh, okay. and, and then go, yeah, so anyway. So backpack, Harley. So I show up, I'm, I'm a Harley, yeah. leather, all the, the whole nine They're hours. probably thinking, what did we get ourselves into? In the summer, they position people outside to greet. <laughs> so like, these people are like watching me or whatever the case is, and I'm like, oh man. So I get to the front door, I got my backpack on, I put my leather back in like a bag and whatnot, so I wasn't worried about that. I'm used to people kind of giving me like weird looks because I'm super intense. And um, <laughs> the, which we were joking about at the van the other day because Bethany's like, you and Josh are really different, but you have Josh's personality underneath your, your exterior. Mm-hmm. She's like, so you are really intense, but if you get to know you, like, you're really not. Right. And um, it, that's not true. Like, to a fault. Anyway, regardless, I digress. So this guy and, and this this girl that were out front greeting like kind of moved in and they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> like closing ranks. And I was like, what in the world? Like, and so they figured out like I was preaching and all that other stuff. So finally, like they let me in and there was another level beyond that. And I'm like, who goes to this church? Like they wouldn't let you in. Right. And uh, so I, I made a comment about it in the first service and the guy comes up to me after the first service and he's like, hey, it's it wasn't your Harley. It was, you're carrying a book bag, and we're, oh. we're taught to look for people with book bags. Okay. And I was like, oh, all, right. all right. I said, you know, like lots of people carry book bags. Yeah. So, whatever the case is. That's funny. But anyway, so um, before I left, we were having we were having a conversation. The guy asked me about our church, and I'm like, what was going on? I said, it's kind of like a melting pot, you know? Yeah. And I said, it's like all these different people from all these different places, and the biggest thing that we're struggling with is... Helping people see which actions matter most. Yeah. I said, because they just have this idea that my social media feed is important and, Mm -hmm. you know, my image and my job is important and my image, you know, with my, like, image in general is important. And we're like, okay, but where are you at, uh, to to quote Sunday Sermon, where where are your eyes focused? Mm -hmm. Where are your ears listening to you? What's your heart paying attention to you? Do you have accountability partners? Are you part of a church? Like we ran kind of the right. list or whatnot. And you can see people just going, I don't know if those matter. Yeah. Me. You know? And I'm like, why don't they? And here's my other question. Cause I asked him, I'll ask you too. Why, when did it switch? Like these to me, even morally and ethically still to me would be important. Yeah. No. 
I don't, not in this world. I, don't think. <laughs> I mean, yes, I think so, but I think we're there's so much focus on the temporary stuff, mm-hmm. accomplishment. Um, our per we we don't we we don't know where to find our purpose, and so we think it's in um, how people view us, and I don't know. There's just so mm-hmm. much focus on that mm-hmm. that it's gone. What what do those really get me? Mm-hmm. If it if 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 there's not eternity. What, how does that further me? Right. Because I think we're so me, 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 and how can I get further? And that's what the world is saying. Yeah. So I don't, I, I think our generation was a huge part of that shift. Um, Do you think we need to help people see how really easy it is to follow Jesus? Oh, Like, do you probably. think we've made it really complicated? I think at times. But I think it's easy, but it's hard. Like, you can't mm-hmm. dismiss the hard but it's still easy in the heart because he says, take up your cross. That's not an easy road. Mm-hmm. You're going to do following Jesus is completely countercultural. The problem is we can't get people to see that. Yes, it's countercultural. So it seems hard, but it's, but the rest and the peace that you come, mm-hmm. it's still a hard road to walk. Like, yeah. let's be real. It's just that Jesus comes along and he, he takes those burdens mm-hmm. that we've casted on him and he, he carry, he carries those. And, he gives that peace in the middle of that or understanding in the middle right. of that heart. But it's so against what culture says because culture is so temporary. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I do think we need to be part of that. Helping people see that the eternal is what the priority is and our actions should be leading to. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that is as believers just remembering that, but also that's the catalyst for then sharing the gospel with those that don't, you know, I want to, you really want to change your life. You've got to have a relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. So do you think salvation then is the easy part and sanctification is the hard part? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's that daily surrender mm-hmm. that daily. Uh, but I, again, I don't know because I come at it from I've always grown up in the church. Mm-hmm. So is it harder for people to swallow that Jesus came, lived, and died for us and that there is an mm-hmm. eternity and that God is in control? I don't I don't have the same baggage as other people. So for me, the sanctification process is a lot harder Yeah. Um, because I've never known any different. I don't know what someone would say that didn't have the same upbringing as me and comes in with a lot more baggage. That's funny you say it, because Bethany and you are in the same category. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys are very much, like, same upbringing-ish. Yeah, uh, pretty much. But, um, you know, like, I love Bethany's testimony. Your testimony, too, got saved when I was little and walked with Jesus yeah. ever since. You know, like... Um, I used to think I want a wow testimony, and now I'm like, thank no, you, Jesus, no, 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 I don't no, no, have no. a wow. <laughs> like, well, actually, because the wow is in that simplicity of it. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. We have to be really careful. I was sharing some stories of, like, me in, like, high school and stuff like that. And I had to kind of pull back a little bit, because I was like, man... Sometimes we can wear our sin like a badge mm-hmm. of honor. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know, and some of my stories are super funny, like, but I have to be careful projecting those in a way where it makes me like, oh, look at how bad he was. You know, like, right. man, you don't, like, I don't want this to become appealing to you. Well, I think that goes back to like what I've been teaching the kids. Like, do you mourn your sin? Mm-hmm. Like, or am I wearing, like you said, am I wearing my sin as a badge of honor because I've been forgiven for that? Yeah. But yet sin shouldn't, we should be so broken yeah. over the sin our sin and the sins of the world yeah yeah so i get it so we were talking like through um bethany and i were talking through sunday and which we always do like probably to a fault okay. and uh we picked apart you know their church because that's what we do right. and uh, i'd expect somebody to do the same uh-huh. if they, especially if they were coming there a friend of mine like hey man give me what you got 
Yeah. And um, I know I'm like interested to ask that question. Have what feedback have you heard? What yeah, can we do? Do we, <laughs> do we do that on air or yeah. do we do it? Let's off maybe air? wait. Yeah. So <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I'm going to C team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just wait. The um the uh, the interesting thing was I just told Bethany I said could we do it too? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like it wasn't just them. We do it too. I said we forget so many times to explain, and I'm not. I am not one who is like a seeker sensitive pastor. Uh-huh. Like I think that church is for the believer and, but I think you're still uh, welcome to wandering, you uh-huh. know, like, and that's fine. Like we, we have visitors every Sunday. We have people who are unsaved. It's just the way the church is now. And that's great because we share the gospel. But, um, speaking towards believers, I said, we do not tell people what we're doing. Uh-huh. We never Talk about it. We just assume they that know. you know. Yeah. And I said maybe that's that's why sometimes things are hard, because mm-hmm. when I, I've had mentors in my life and they just they treat me like an idiot and I love it because yeah. they they never assume that I know what they're talking about. They're like, hey, like this is this is what this looks like. This is how we do it. This is what you do, you know, or whatever the case is. I had a guy one time went to his house and. He told me why he did everything he did. Like he's like, I'm gonna get you. Um, do you want something to drink? And I was like, uh, uh, No, I'm good. He's like, You always have to offer somebody something to drink. That's just a nice thing to do. And I was like, oh, Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> Thanks. But it cared. Like he was it such does, a teacher. Yeah. And I was like, That's really nice because if you didn't, uh, why did you offer me something right. to drink? You know. And um, it made me feel just super comfortable. And I was thinking about that like at church. I was like, Man. I wonder if we don't, if people aren't realizing that this is not as burdensome as possible because right. we're like, well, you got you got to pursue that sanctification, and they're like, I don't what? know what you're talking about. I know. I remember when I finally was like, okay, what is justification and sanctification? Mm. It is said all the time. What is? I mean, I remember it might have even been in college before I realized these big church words that get thrown around. I agree. Right. I teach kids, so it's very natural to simplify everything. Um, which goes into this, we make it easy for them. Mm-hmm. And um, so if, as parents, like, hey, I ask you to do this, and this is the reasoning why, you know, yeah. because, or no, you can't treat your brother this way because this attitude isn't God-honoring. Mm-hmm. And I think breaking it down into those steps for your kids, um, but, yeah, continuing that on at two adults, uh, the easier we can make it, that first step then becomes easy to big, take. Big takeaway. Um. If you're looking at just his chapter, we didn't talk about it a lot, but I did. I do agree with tiny little improvements create big changes over time. And so um, I think remembering that while your goal might seem insurmountable, mm-hmm. make a tiny change, and the next day make another tiny change, and mm-hmm. eventually when you get, you're, you'll be at that goal and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's loving your spouse in a God-honoring way, whether that's raising your kids and up in the word, whether that's um, doing your daily devotions or starting a workout plan. Mm-hmm. The end goal can seem, I, I could never be like them or I could never accomplish this. A tiny change and then another one mm-hmm. and then another one and eventually you get there. Yeah, I would totally agree. But I'm big on two-second improvements. Oh, yes. I think I think they're just, it's so important to go in and say, I just did this the other day. I would come in, <laughs> You're going to crack up. <laughs> We've been walking for a while. I went to, I finally came in to my office the other day 
and I realized I walk around the office to get like set up. I was like, Jordan's so stupid. Like everything needs to be in a centralized location. And I thought, man, this is going to be so, this is going to take me a while and I don't have a while. Right. So I thought, okay, so let's change one thing every day that you right. come in this office that makes it easier for you to get set up and ready to go. And, um, a week later, like I actually, it was last week. I walked into my office and I sat down and I was like, "I'm ready to go." I was like, "Yeah, it's not that didn't take." I mean, that I'm long. laughing a little, but if you're, you're I don't disagree with at you. All. No, I, I'm fully aware. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think you had. There's two roads there. The first road is I'm gonna do this today and I'm uh-huh. gonna do it, and it's gonna take a ton of time and it's gonna take right. it out from everything. The second road is. Let's consciously chisel away from this. I think, I've said this for years, but I think God is more concerned about your consistency mm-hmm. than he is about being... Um, the finished product, maybe? Not the finished product. I think uh, monthly consumption. Okay. You know what I mean? Or or yeah. or quarterly consumption or yeah. whatever the case is. I think God loves... I was talking to a guy, he works uh, third shifts. He comes to our church. 25 out of 52 weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, he's wrestling with it. You know, he's like, man, like, I just, I'm struggling. And I said, I think you forgot you're consistent. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I was like, you're consistent. You, you're consistently here at the times that you can be here. You're yeah. also providing for your family. What I love that you didn't work that, that shift. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I wish you were here 52 weeks out of the year, but you're more consistent than some other people are. Yeah. And so don't, don't miss that, you know? Um, and Hey, if this is something that you desire, then start praying about it. Start praying about that. God maybe would open another another position or or that you could move into another spot. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, but I think we forget. Yeah. Small clicks, big change, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So talking around a lot of stuff and, and verbal dialogue is, is good. We probably did that in abundance today. I feel like we usually do. <laughs> I always feel bad for people to listen. So good job, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for hearing our craziness. All right. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.